Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we are going to continue working through how to start a life group. And we're going to talk today about how do you share responsibility in your life group. But before we get to that topic, um, I wanted to give a quick shout out because we're talking about starting a life group, Mike. I figure uh, it, it would be nice to talk about the people who are actually doing it. I think and that's a so, great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so uh, we'll save the last names to protect the innocent, right? But uh, first off, we have Dan, Robbie, and Matthew who are starting a group uh, together, which I'm pretty excited about this uh, one. They actually were three guys that were interested in getting into a group. And whenever they reached out to our staff, we were like, hey, why don't y'all just do this together? And so instead of just joining a group, they're now leading one together, um, and which is, yeah, isn't that awesome? I thought it was super cool. Uh, and then Bob and Margaret, well, this one's pretty cool too. So we are in Hendersonville, two hours away Bob and Margaret live in Chattanooga and they are starting a life group where they watch the sermon and then they uh, have people over to their home and they do their life group. And so that's, that's pretty neat. So even though you're two hours away, still able to do all of these principles. And I will say, not only are they doing it, they are the very first ones to do it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they are pioneering. They're pioneering (laughs) that at Long Hollow. So I love it. Deal. But what is cool, we've, we have been thinking about people, we always say Montana, but you're thinking about, man, all of this applies. Belong, belief, become, starting a D group, um, doing hangout nights, all of that in your neighborhood. Um, just because you're in a different uh, city or a different state, you can still do all of these principles. And so I'm really excited for uh, Bob and Margaret and as well as Dan, Robbie and Matthew. Um, so with those uh, in mind, let's go back to actually the principles uh, in talking about starting a life group. And so hopefully we can help them as they get going. Um, and so today we're talking about sharing responsibility in your life group. Last week, we talked about in that become step, really the most important piece is D groups. And that kind of gets to the general calling that's on every believer to be a disciple maker. Today's, it talk, we're going to talk more about the gifts that they have and the special calling that people have of that their time, talents, resources, how they're gifted. Um, a quote that we shared last week uh, that sets this up well is that your life group is not a group of people with a gifted leader, but it's a leader with a group of gifted people. It's this idea that we are empowering people and that the gifts are in our group, not in just us as the leader. And we want to uh, help them uh, identify what they're good at and use it. And so um, before we get into the how of this, would you just kind of take a few moments and share why that mentality is so important for our life groups? Like if I'm a life group leader, why is it so important that I understand this? Vic, there's a saying that we have here. We say, don't hoard leadership, share it. So for leaders, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, how we, I think we just have this natural tendency to just say, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. It'll be easier if I just do it myself. And that's true uh, in one sense, but it'll also make your life a lot harder if you're the only one doing everything. One, how's the group growing and how are you going to sustain that long term? So there's two reasons why you want to share Uh, that leadership role within the group. One, it's best for you as the leader. 
Uh, when you're sharing responsibility within the group, when you are uh, empowering people to help you facilitate the life of that group, it's not all on your shoulders. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't get to the point to where the group starts to becoming more of a burden than a blessing. We want that group to be a blessing for the leader just as much as it is for the people within the group. Uh, yeah. But it's not just best for the leader. It's not just, well, you know, this is good for me, so I'm going to make it happen. It's also best for that group. When uh, you aren't the one in the group that's best at everything, other people in the group have the opportunity to contribute. So yeah, I'm not good at everything. We've, we've made fun of me uh, several times over the course of this podcast. I guess I'm a big stick in the mud because I think the talking about the passage and the sermon, I think that's fun, but not everybody enjoys right. it as much as I do, apparently. Uh, I still don't understand it, but it's the thing. It is apparently true. Um, so I'm not the best person in that group to be organizing what we're going to do to have fun or to, um, spend more intentional time together, uh, instead of just doing the study. Uh, so I need to help empower somebody in the group that is strong in that area because it's an area that I'm weak in. So it gives them that opportunity to use the gifts that, uh, they have been blessed with. And I haven't. I wish I was fun. I wish I was the life of the party. I'm not. I can admit it. I know. You know. That's all right. You have so many great things. And so it's okay. You just can't be perfect, Mike. Yes. So I need people in my group that help, help fill in the gaps because there's no leader. I don't care how dynamic of a leader you are. There's nobody that doesn't have gaps that they need help filling. And it gives the people in your group, it, it gives them value that they're bringing something to the table and mm-hmm. it brings value to the entire group because now it's, it's not just contingent on one person. So if, if Mike's not here, then we can't do group cause he does everything. Yeah. But if Mike can't be here, we don't need Mike. We can still function mm-hmm. uh, as a group and that's where you want sure. the group to be. And, and I think like, this is such a, a silly story, but I think it, it, it really illustrates that. Well, we had a group and we had a bunch of young adults who just got out of college. They joined our group and I, we asked, we said, you know, what is life group meant to you? And her quote that she sent back was uh, life group helped me adjust to a, a new and difficult season of my life. And then she goes, and I became the official guacamole maker, <laughs> you know, and, That's important. And it was, it was, yeah. but what's funny is like, we laughed, but in my mind, I was like, look, we knew she had, this is the spiritual side of the guacamole. It was excellent. Yeah. And she definitely was asked to do it often, but she had the gift of hospitality. She had the gift and she loved to serve and she was looking not just to receive, but something that kind of made her, man, this is my place in the group. And so when we all told her this was excellent and this was so good and, oh man, you brought banana chips to dip it instead <laughs> of uh, tortilla chips, like yeah. little things like that. And it, and, and it sounds silly, but it fostered community around guacamole, you know, which is silly to say, but for her, you could see the reason she fell apart, that she had a value, the reason she stuck and she felt like she belonged is because we didn't just say, okay, I need to do the snacks. I need to do the facility. I need to do everything. And so it's just a funny quote, but it really is. So it illustrates what you're saying of giving them value. Well, what I think is interesting about that story too, and I think about this over the course of just conversations I've had about groups, groups that I've been in, so many people feel like they have nothing to offer. 
Like they come yeah. into that group and they feel like, I just, you know, I just want to be here. I just want to belong. Uh, but even if it's just guacamole, even if that's <laughs> all you have to contribute, <laughs> you can still contribute. And I think once you find, once you get past that guacamole and you're here for a little while, you're going to figure out you've got a lot more to contribute than just Absolutely. guacamole. But even if that's all it is right now, that's something. And we can't yes. as leaders discount that because I don't know how to make guacamole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Vic. All right. All right. We're getting practical. All right, Here Vic. we go. So we, we have produced this Life Group Starter Guide, which I, I think we are super proud of. And I think this is going to yeah. really help leaders. Um, again, so a lot of the stuff we're talking about is taking the intimidation out of uh, leading mm-hmm. a life group. So yeah. in it, we give five different roles that a leader can use to help get people in the group involved. What are some of those roles that we pointed out? Sure. Yeah. So, and, and we'll have that starter guide in the show notes as well. So you can look at, uh, and, but these roles, it's just a way to take that responsibility off of one person and, and share it. And when you put roles to it and kind of define some of it, it helps people say, oh, okay, I could do that. It just kind of gives as a leader, I say, these are the type of things that I can give away easily. But I'll say this before I give these five is it's not a science, but an art, like it's going to look different in each group. And it's also, and so like you, you may not be like, okay, I need all five of these. I need one person in each five of these and I need it by week three. Like, no, like (laughs) you may have multiple facilitators and only one host and you may not have the coordinator, but this, you know, like it it may be different um, and that's okay. It should be fluid. Um, It's also not exhaustive. I, I, I can think of plenty of little things that you could add to this and give away and like, your group, you need to be able to look and say, man, where are the gifts in my people? And how could I uh, ask them to use that and give it to the group? Um, and so it's not exhaustive. Um, and as I was saying, you can have multiple people do this. I think the biggest thing is that you're just given clarity and you're asking them, hey, there, there is something special that God has given you and our group would benefit from it. Would you be willing to contribute to it? And before I give this the last thing I'll say, What's great is this is an excellent way to identify future leaders. This is a leadership development framework where you're giving them and you say, man, not only do they take that role, but they really enhanced it. Again, you may not be the fun guy, Mike, but like, so like you think about it. So the, the fun person does come and they take it to a level that you didn't even think about. They had ideas and everything. And the group is so much better because of it. And you see, you asked them to do this and they went above and beyond I'm looking and saying, man, I want you to give you more leadership opportunity. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a great place to really identify leaders as well within your group. So with that in mind, here are the five roles, and I'll summarize them quickly. And you may add some of these to these. Who knows? You know. Uh, but the first is facilitator. So again, and we this is intentionally not preacher, um, and it's even intentionally not teacher. <laughs> Though you're going to teach, we wanted you it to be very clear that we want dialogue. We want conversation. Remember, that's one of the five elements of life changing discussion. I like to and call so, it uh, teaching by asking questions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to bro team. That's a great question. What do you think? <laughs> That's right. And uh, it, it's, it, it's you're looking for someone who likes to facilitate. And man, I've had this as many as like three uh, facilitators. And so I took week one, another took week two, third person took week three, and we did our hangout night week four. Like that's that's totally fine. You know how nice that was for me to be only have to teach once a week? 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. That was excellent. <laughs> um, so that's super helpful. A host, uh, this is usually the person who opens their home. Anytime that I can get the facilitator and the host to be different, it's usually a win. Sometimes like it's okay if it's the same, but again, it's just, if I don't have to worry about getting my house ready and teaching, it's just a lot easier. And so, but that host is making a welcoming environment. Um, like an excellent host is somebody who is thinking about how can I make people feel comfortable? And so like one of the great things I've seen this is uh, our group grew so big that we were not, um, that we were, that our, the, it outgrew the circle and we had, we started having rows and because life change happens in circles, not rows. Uh, she rearranged her whole living room to make one big circle so that our whole group could fit yeah. because she wanted people to feel welcome when they came. And so that's, a, that's that host that thinks through that. Um, the coordinator, this is somebody who just thinks communications. You, we all know I'm thinking about how to get my home ready. I'm thinking about how to facilitate what we're talking about in the Bible. This person thinks about like, hey, who's got the snack list? Who's bringing uh, the sweet? Who's bringing the salty this week? Um, hey, don't forget, we have hangout night next week. Um, hey, here's what Vic was referencing. Here's this book. You should check it out. They just handle that group chat world and make sure everybody's in the know. Um, super helpful. Uh, the next one is the hangout leader. So this is that monthly hangout. And this is a person who doesn't just like to have a fun time, but understands the evangelistic per, uh, potential behind it and is helping the group invite their one to the hangout. They're coming up with, hey, we're going to go to Top Golf or we're going to grill out. And, uh, and hey, the coordinator is going to send out our list of uh, for people to, you know, what food to bring and everything. Um, here's the plan. And so the hangout leader, they champion that every month. And then lastly is the D group leader. And we talked about that last week, so I won't dive into it a ton. But these are the you may have, I mean, goodness, I would love for you to have uh, 15 D groups leaders, you know, in your <laughs> life group. You have as many as you want. But these are people who are saying, man, I love that this life group is bringing people who want to grow in their faith. I'm going to help them go and take deep dives. And so D group leader would be that fifth one. Um, so those are our five there. Um, and then as we get into it, as we finish today, uh, I want to talk about how do we make people aware of those roles and get people to commit to it. And so, again, let's get super practical with it. But teaser, we're going to do a quick commercial first. <laughs> Three years ago, I was a group's pastor and was frustrated because though I had a passion for discipleship, I didn't know how to create a simple, effective strategy to help my people make disciples. In October 2017, I met Replicate Ministries and can honestly say it changed the trajectory of my life and our church. Fast forward to today, I serve with Replicate and we've launched a new training platform that has become the heartbeat of our community, the Replicate Network. This connects you with our Replicate team and like-minded church leaders across the country. Our team provides exclusive training that is practical and relevant every single week. So, if you need a coach and a support system to help you lead your disciple-making movement, join me and our team in our growing community at replicatenetwork.com. So, Mike, again, as we get practical, I've given these five different roles. There may be another one. I think you could easily add somebody who champions prayer into this. You could do a lot of different things. Um, and so, let's talk about the conversation. If I'm the leader, or let's say you're the leader, and I am this potential person that you see something in me, how are you going to make me aware of an opportunity and encourage me to step into that opportunity? Well, I think that before I jump into that real quick, one thing about the roles, I think it, it's important to note too that yeah, 
who knows where we're at right now with the whole COVID. I'm calling it the pre-post-COVID. <laughs> pre-post-COVID. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, there's no telling what's <laughs> happening with COVID. So in like with the life group, with the D group, we're seeing this happen a lot in digital environments also. Uh, so yeah. when we're talking about those five roles, every single one of those roles translates whether you're meeting in person or whether you're meeting in a digital environment. So you know, yes. your facilitator is obviously still leading the conversation. Your host, maybe that's the person that's setting up the Zoom chat or the Google Talk or whatever you're mm -hmm. using uh, to meet. You know, The host or the coordinator is uh, coordinating that. So the hangout leader might be doing the, the digital trivia night or the scavenger hunt over Zoom or any of those resources that we've put out in the last few months. Um, we have to understand that the digital environment's not going away. Uh, and yeah. when people are wanting to still meet in that digital environment, everything that we're talking about translates. So when we're trying to get people involved in these roles, I am always going to tell you a personal invitation beats a blanket invitation every single time. So yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations and even like myself, just like, hey, look, and then just to the whole group say, here's what we need to do and here's where we need help. And um, almost never <laughs> does anybody volunteer. Yeah. For any of those roles. <laughs> so I tell leaders all the time that blanket invitation is great for seed planting. It is not good for harvesting. <laughs> so yeah. No, if, that's good. I like that. If I like you that. Want somebody, way, it brings awareness, but it's not going to get anybody to actually engage. Yeah, right. that's really good. Because in most people's brain, if they say, okay, well, somebody else is going to do that. Then mm -hmm. I'm never going to do it. And then everybody's thinking the exact same thing. So that yeah. personal invitation kind of takes it to that next level. Again, we talked last week too about how we're empowering people to participate and uh, help lead this group. So when we have that personal conversation, we say, hey, look, here's a need that we have in the group. And you like, so it's the hangout leader. You know, you're, you've got a super extroverted personality you know the city like nobody else. Like you know all these mm -hmm. things. You would be awesome at helping us, you know, coordinate these times so that we have fun and we're not just talking about the curriculum every week. Yeah. Um, you know, that personal invitation um, to empower them to do it. Something that we have to adjust our perspective on when we're looking for help in the group. A lot of times it's it's because we let it get to the point to where we need help so badly that we don't care who does it. We just need somebody mm. that we can say is doing that for us. Right. Uh, and that mentality is that mentality is thinking, I just want a warm body in this spot so that I can say, I can, yes, I've got people helping me and I don't really care if they're good at it or not. I just need somebody else that can do it. Right. Uh, versus how we should be perceiving it through that empowering people mindset that you've got a gift, this is an opportunity, and this is how you can play that role in this group to make this group as impactful uh, and as life-changing as possible because you specifically are doing this role. You're empowering mm -hmm. them to partner with you in life change is what we're talking yeah. about. And then to giving them clear expectations. So it can't just be this open-ended, hey, I want you to be the coordinator and the coordinator just organizes stuff. Can you do that for us? That's never yeah. going to work. And because they'll probably say yes, because that means nothing to me. <laughs> sure, I'll <laughs> let me know what you need to organize. Sure, sure. Uh, but when you say, hey, 
I'd like you to coordinate some stuff for us. So can you take the, so if your group does meals or snacks or some type of food, um, can you take the calendar and keep track of who is supposed to be bringing what and then send them reminders and let the group know when it's time to sign up again. And we really just need you to take this specific portion of the group and own it. Right. Uh, and that gives me a very, yeah, absolutely. I can do that. And then I'm going to put a sign out sheet every month and let everybody sign up and then I'll send out reminders. No big deal. Uh, but then they understand exactly what it is you're asking them to do and how they're going to be contributing to the group. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and again, the, the idea of, of giving that personal ask and, and helping them see, cause so often other people see our gifts before we do. Yep. We have this like bl- spiritual blindness to our own gifts. And it takes, when you speak it, people really, uh, it helps them see it and ex- get excited about it. And so um, I love what you said. I'll finish with this uh, because we actually talked about it in the network, the key to any invitation. Um, so the filling spots, here's a, I love equations, Mike. So, um, <laughs> and then we use this in our network to train our leaders um, and it works here too. A filling spots is a warm body plus a need equals filling spots. We don't care who it is. Just do it for empowering people. It's match. It's a gift plus an opportunity equals empowering people. And that's what you were just saying. I think that little framework, uh, whether you think about volunteering or these roles is going to be super helpful. And so as always, we have resources, whether you're a long hauler group leader, you can get it below at the link. Or if you're a church pastor who wants uh, more resources, like uh, we've been sharing today, you can go to that resource and we'll send them straight to your inbox. Um, And we are thankful for you guys and your life groups as you get them started. 